Welcome to Nothing But The Tooth, the dental hygiene-inspired podcast brought to you by the South Dakota Dental Hygienists Association. Greetings, South Dakota Dental Hygienists Association members, and welcome back to our podcast. Today, we have Colin Cantaloupe with us from Edward Jones Investments to discuss all things investing. Colin, could you please introduce yourself to our members and give us a quick overview of your financial career and background? Sure, Katie. Uh, thanks uh, uh, for asking. And again, thanks for the opportunity to uh, join you today. And uh, hopefully we can uh, get you some good information and some information of value. Again, my name is Colin Cantaloupe. I am a financial advisor with Edward Jones in Spearfish, South Dakota. And uh, if uh, people aren't familiar with Edward Jones, we are a, a national financial advising or fan financial planning firm based out of St. Louis, Missouri. But uh, we all run individual offices in many, many locations throughout the country. Um, as far as my background goes, I've been living in Spearfish, I guess, a total amount of time for about 13 years. I first came out here as a school teacher way back in the early 2000s in 2004 and 2005, and then spent a few years East River uh, between Sioux Falls and Elcester. Uh, South Dakota teaching and made my way back to uh, Spearfish in 2008 and I started my uh, career with Edward Jones in 2009. As far as my, as far as my background goes, um, I do not or did not have an educational background in the field of finance. Like I said earlier, I was uh, educated as a teacher and I taught foreign language and coached uh, many sports for about five or six years. And then with a little bit of a uh, change of career and really changing some uh, curriculum structure at the state level uh, kind of uh, forced me into this position with some uh, curriculum uh, requirement changes back in 2008 that happened uh, that uh, uh, kind of led me out of the education field and then in, into this opportunity uh, really based on just some research I did and some communication with, with some associates that I knew from college uh, that were in this field. So uh, again, my background is not finance, but uh, um, been doing this since 2009 with Edward Jones. And with Edward Jones, we are all individually owned and operated offices and really started my business uh, from ground up in the financial uh, uh, advising field. And that's really what uh, our title is, is financial advisor. Uh, the word stockbroker and things of that nature does not really apply to this uh, uh, field anymore. But uh, yeah, started in 2009 with Edward Jones and Spearfish, and I've been here ever since. Well, that's great. Wonderful. Uh, we're very honored that you came on with us today, and we want to, um, you know, kind of give some of the dental hygienists in the state a little bit of a brief overview of just investing and what that might look like. Sure. Um, it's becoming more and more common that dental hygiene, hygiene positions come with benefits, um, but I would still say that the majority of hygiene jobs don't include benefits, and that includes um, health insurance, retirement, and any other investment options. I know when I was first out of school, I was so excited to get my first job, but you know, I didn't realize how not having benefits included, how that ultimately affects your take-home pay. Mm -hmm. um, so what's the first piece of advice you would have to new grads who might be looking for jobs and benefit plans that might exist? A great question, uh, Katie, and the uh, uh, best answer I can give you for that is from a financial planning uh, st uh, standpoint, really look at things from a ground-up approach or what we call a fundamental approach, and uh, I do think that having some uh, work-sponsored benefits is, is very valuable, especially from a major uh, medical standpoint, but if you're in the open marketplace with an employer that does not offer a special health insurance, um, I, I, I do think there's a lot of resources out there. Uh, really, uh, uh, the Affordable Care Act or uh, the website ACA.gov, where you can research some, some uh, health plan options 
And uh, I try to find some coverage in that standpoint because before we even get into investing or saving dollars for your future, we need to look at a bottom approach and make sure that you are covered from a health standpoint. And then on top of that, a truly covered from a life insurance standpoint, if you have family members or income replacements or really any debt uh, that you might need to cover before you start saving uh, for your uh, future in the in the means of a retirement plan and really above that life insurance uh, comes savings and emergency funds and that that's uh, where from a philosophical standpoint in a bottom-up approach you know everybody out there once we check the box boxes for health care once we make sure that our, our uh, 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 necessary needs are taken care of through life insurance somebody needs to save in, in accessible liquid money uh, uh, checking savings, money market accounts, you know, at least three to six uh, months of income uh, to make sure if you do lose, lose an income or lose a job, you have enough money to make sure that you can cover your bills and your living expenses and not have to uh, tap into retirement accounts uh, that will carry taxes or penalties if something of that nature happens. So that's kind of the first thing okay. that I would address when you're looking uh, uh, for employment uh, to make sure that uh, if your employer doesn't offer it, that's something that you need to uh, take care of on your own. And that's where partnering with a financial advisor can point you in the right direction. And depending upon the firm that you go uh, with, uh, uh, those, uh, uh, all those uh, uh, needs can be addressed uh, at the firm or with the advisor that you go with. Health insurance is a little bit uh, uh, trickier. Uh, most of the time you'll be dealing specifically with somebody that makes a market in health insurance. Most financial advising or investment people you talk to don't to make a market in health insurance anymore because of some of the health insurance changes that happened recently. But really from a bottom-up approach, those are the three things I'd tell you to take care of before you start looking at investing or, or adding money to retirement plans. Okay, good, good information. Um, so after you, you know, fill those, those top, bottom three things, um, what are all the investment retirement options then after that? Yep. Uh, great question, Katie. Thank you. And, uh, on top of that, uh, what we're really looking at is retirement, uh, accounts from that point. And I'm sure everyone's heard the lingo out there, whether it's uh, IRA, Roth IRA, a 401k, 403b, 457 plans, the list goes on and on and on. And really what those pertain to is tax structure and what kind of entity is offering the plan. So if uh, somebody is working at an employer that does not offer what's called an, empl an employee-sponsored retirement plan, you'd be looking into an individual retirement account, such as a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. And the main difference between the two is the tax uh, status of them. A traditional IRA is truly a retirement account that you open on your own behalf, and you own it, and you are the uh, uh, the uh, decision maker on it as well. And usually, you partner with somebody like myself uh, to uh, help you decide what your risk tolerance is, what kind of investments are available for you to meet that, and what your timeline and what your goal is to uh, find uh, suitable investment options within that IRA. But from a tax standpoint, the main difference is is a traditional IRA when you make a contribution to that you get a tax deduction against your earned income for the year which you make the contribution. And then that money in the traditional IRA, it uh, has the potential to grow tax deferred. But when you, when you withdraw the money in retirement, you will pay taxes not only on your contribution, but any sort of investment gain that you make on your contribution uh, during the duration of your uh, contrib contribution years. The difference with a Roth IRA is you make that contribution after taxes. You do not get a tax deduction for making the contribution, but over your retirement years, not only your contribution, but any sort of investment gain that you potentially earn can be distributed from your account tax-free. 
So uh, uh, those are truly the the, uh, the tax uh, differences between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. And really to decide what is right for you, I do have to say you need to partner with a tax professional to find out which one of those retirement accounts is in your best interest. All right. Um, great. Would it would it matter how close you are to retirement to maybe make some of those decisions? Like, say, if you were speaking to a hygienist that might be closer to retirement, say maybe five to ten years out, would they want to invest differently than uh, someone say who's maybe just starting out? That's a that's a really good question. You know, one of the biggest benefits of a retirement account, whether it's a Roth or a traditional IRA is the ability to grow money tax deferred or grow money tax free. And if you don't really have the timeline to get a great deal of growth, if you're closer to retirement years, then absolutely you're right. Investing outside of a retirement account might be better for you because of the accessibility nature of investments outside of a, of a retirement account. Uh, we don't have to deal with retirement account distribution guidelines, uh, such things as early withdrawal penalties and things of that nature if you access the money before retirement. Or if you're at a spot in your retirement years where you are closer uh, to retiring and you maybe have some debts that you're looking to pay off, maybe a mortgage, maybe it's student loans, maybe it's some credit or some consumer debt that you're trying to get uh, cleaned up before you retire, your money might be best directed in that, uh, that direction uh, if you just don't have the time to take advantage of some of the long-term compounding investment growth or tax uh, a benefit that the retirement accounts do have. All right. Um, yeah, so much information. And I think it's really important to kind of touch on the fact that financial planning really covers all of these different topics. And, you know, I think sometimes financial planning um, gets the the rap for kind of, it's really only for wealthy people. But um, could you kind of give us an, an overview of what financial planning really does and maybe how much those types of services typically cost? And how can they change your financial status long-term versus sure. someone who maybe does not do um, financial planning? Sure, sure. Great question. And I'm just going to uh, kind of check the, co the cost box right away. And I think that's one thing that most people are unaware of or have a little bit of apprehension about when they speak with a financial services professional. And uh, that is one thing on the, uh, uh, the investor or the consumer side. It uh, should be a question right off the get-go. Uh, what, is, what, is what is your cost structure or, or what, uh, what is this going to cost me? And uh, really, with most financial planners or advisors that you may work with, uh, we truly uh, uh, earn our compensation if you decide to invest money with us or if you decide to use uh, another uh, aspect of our services to help you meet some of your financial goals. So primarily speaking on an investment side, uh, historically, and even today, there's really two options for you. You either go into what's called the commission-based platform, where you pay an upfront commission or charge uh, when you invest money. Or you have the aspect of what's called a fee-based platform where you pay a flat annual advisory cost or fee based upon the dollar amount that you decide to invest. And that's, those are really the two options uh, when it comes to paying for investments that are available to you in the marketplace. When you get into other services, life insurance, annuities, long-term care, anything of that nature that might be a solution for you, those carry different cost structures from an insurance standpoint that uh, are, are different than an investment standpoint, and that should be thoroughly explained for you as well. And really, on, with the time that we have here on the insurance side, it's a little bit too in-depth to explain, but our insurance products do carry a different cost structure than an investment solution. 
<laughs> okay, maybe a time for another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and then really to answer your question about you know financial advising for the wealthy, uh, that's really a misnomer. I'd, I'd say most people from a long-term standpoint that have created wealth uh, started out with probably minimal wealth out there. And really, uh, uh, this is uh, 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 advice that you probably heard from your parents or your grandparents or your coworker. Um, every time you get paid, uh, you should pay yourself first. And that's just a, a basic financial advice, and that's uh, some of the best financial advice for building long-term wealth. And it really comes down to your budget, but uh, an, an old uh, standard is 10% uh, of what you earn needs to go into some sort of savings plan, whether it's retirement accounts or whether it's uh, a, a personal savings account outside of a retirement account, to start building wealth. And then that's where some financial planning can come in. Where do we direct that money? Does it go to short-term savings? Does it go to a, a 401k? Does it go to a Roth? Does it go to an IRA? And that uh, is what will build a little bit of foundation of wealth for you over time. And uh, time is kind of the key word here. Any any time we're talking about building wealth, so you need to give yourself uh, adequate time to see some results. And uh, uh, really that 10% saving uh, standpoint really comes down to your goals. And if you sit down with a financial planner and you really uh, dig down in what you're trying to accomplish and we find out where you're at today, you know, whether you're in your early 20s or your early working years or, or, or middle years or anything of that nature, we need to find out where you're at, what age you'd like to retire, what current assets or current savings that you have, uh, what you need to save to meet a retirement goal. Uh, whether that's uh, working till full retirement age at 65 or 66 or 67, depending upon when, when you were born, and how much of your income you want to replace when you retire. You know, if somebody is making $5,000 a month and they say, I'd really like to make $5,000 a month when I retire, that will give us a good benchmark to say, hey, we know where you're at today. We know how long you have to retire. And, and that'll give me an idea about what dollar amount you need to save and what return we need to make to, to uh, reach that goal. And that really is uh, uh, the best way we can say, hey, from a long-term standpoint, how do we create wealth and, and what kind of purpose is saving money working towards uh, so we can see a long-term benefit? Yeah, so it's very strategic. It's very, it is. Um, there's a method to the madness. There, there absolutely is. And, and again, at the end of the day, if, uh, if, we're, if we're unable or unsure about what our method is, it really defaults back to that, uh, that, that simple statement. Um, every time you get paid, you need to set something aside for yourself for the future, or we'll never start creating wealth. And if and if we do nothing else aside uh, aside from doing that, you will get on the track towards uh, a building wealth or b uh, working uh, on saving towards some retirement goals. That's great advice. Thank you so much, Colin. That was amazing. Um, You're welcome. We really appreciate your time and expertise. Um, where can people find you? Can you give us your number and your contact list real quick? Uh, Sure. Again, I'm in Spearfish, South Dakota, way on the west side of the state, and uh, uh, we are at 745 North Ames Street in Spearfish, and uh, my phone number is 605-642-2054, and my office manager, her name is Sonia, and if you would reach out to us, there's about a 99% chance that she'll be the first person you talk to. But Katie, in line with that, we want to make sure, and especially I want to make sure, whether it's Edward Jones, whether it's myself, Find somebody that, that uh, uh, is taking the time to get to know you, that uh, you feel uh, you're building rapport with and feel that it's somebody that is working towards your best interest, whether it's Edward Jones or whether it's somebody else. Um, I feel it's very beneficial to partner with a financial professional 
that is uh, working in your best interest and working to find solutions to uh, to uh, uh, meet your goals. And no matter where you're at in the state or out of the state, uh, I feel confident not only could you find an Edward Jones office uh, in about any town that you're living in, uh, there'll be uh, somebody with another firm that uh, that uh, uh, may be able to meet your needs as well. But we feel it's just very important that you find somebody that uh, you have a good relationship and have some rapport to help you meet your goals. Great. Um, again, we appreciate your time and we hope our members will reach out if they need any financial planning advice. Members, if you like this content, please subscribe to our podcast for more exciting and educational interviews, CE information, and association updates. Have a great day. Thanks, Colin. Thanks, Katie. Appreciate the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Nothing But the Tooth by the South Dakota Dental Hygienists Association. We appreciate you listening, and if you like this content, please subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us at sddha.org.